everyone. I hope you guys are all well today. I have a special episode today featuring um, Miss Emma Euros McDonald and Jordan McDonald. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Thank you, Ricky. Okay, and what about you, Jordan? Um, I'm I'm doing well. I would say. <laughs> it, I'm. Maybe honest. Oh, for sure. Be honest. <laughs> Be honest. Um, it's very up and down, mm-hmm. like one extreme or the other. <laughs> um, I would say right now I'm very calm, but a few hours ago, I felt like I was about to get hit by a car. So. <laughs> I I really sometimes can't tell how I'm doing overall because I guess you never know. Like, I guess that's life, though. You have to accept it, that things change, and a lot can change in the matter of a moment. So I guess, like, that's what I'm having to learn and be okay with, but not anticipate the worst mm-hmm. even though i do anticipate the worst try not to mm-hmm. so yeah very up and down i like that that was very honest that was very honest and um but that is life sometimes you're not feeling your best sometimes you are feeling a little bit better sometimes life is it's very hard to like bend with it, but just learning that lesson of going with the flow because no matter how much you overthink it, you cannot change life itself. You cannot change something from outside of you um, from happening. And I've had to learn that lesson, still learning that lesson today of just allowing it to be no matter what, just releasing all control because essentially we don't have control of anything but our own actions and our own thoughts. So just learning how to be one with life. And so what about you, Miss Emma? I agree with that. And I feel that the biggest skill that you can have is you being able to control yourself and your actions and your mind, no matter what happens. You have to be able to maneuver yourself because things are gonna happen. And I remember a long time ago, this lady, an older lady, had told me, everything is going to happen to you. Meaning, as you live, you're going to get everything happening to you. You're going to have somebody die. You're going to have, you're going to fail one course or you're going to fail a test. You're going to get hurt physically. You're going to get emotionally hurt. And people go through the same things. Um, The longer you live, the more you experience. So if you're going to get depressed every time something happens, sorry. uh, (laughs) um, Then you're not going to be able to survive. The whole thing about life is to give you lessons so you grow. So things are not going to be perfect. But the more you react negative to something and you can't take it in this and that, the more 
you're going to have problems because you yourself make it a problem or not make it a problem the way you want to view it. Let's say somebody's talking bad about you and you hear that someone's talking bad about you. You can either get mad, call them, how they are, do they do it? Or you could just ignore it and go to the beach, have pizza and have fun. Or you can be in your room crying because people are talking bad about you and you can make it bad or you can make it good. So there's certain things that you can't change. You can't change death. You can't change. There's things that are really bad that you cannot change, but you can change how you view it and how you want to feel about it. You choose how you want to feel. So that's the biggest challenge in life because everybody has feelings that are natural. But you, if you go by just whatever you want to feel, you feel it, you're going to go crazy because you can't react to everything that happens. There's a million things happening. You still have to go to work. You had, if you have responsibilities like kids, I feel like people that don't have kids have more feelings of ups and downs because once you're responsible for other beings and other people, you can't just feel whatever you want. I don't feel like going to work. No, you have to go to work because you have to support the kid. I don't feel like uh, waking up when the baby wakes up to feed him. You can't do that. Now you have somebody else to take care of. So that makes you monitor your feeling. It's the same thing. In life, you're going to have things happen. Mm -hmm. But you'll be out of control if you let the circumstance rule you. Mm -hmm. You have to rule the circumstance. And that's part of being mature. Because if a baby, if you're a baby and something happens, you're going to throw yourself on the floor and kick. But if something happens to you as an adult, are you going to throw yourself on the floor and kick and have a tantrum? Because you learn that that doesn't work. You're an adult. You don't do that. So if you spread that same feeling to other things that happen to you and you learn to control your mind so that you don't, con the mind doesn't control you. You control your own mind. And you make yourself feel the way you want to feel about something. It will help you a lot. That's my perspective on that. You could allow something to happen. Or you can allow yourself to shine because something happened. This happened? Okay, now I'm going to teach people. You say that about me? Instead of saying and getting depressed that someone says something about you? You become a better version of yourself. You work harder. You become the best. And you, you're satisfied because you're just a better human. And that will lead you to something better. So, see or no? No, no, most definitely. No, see, most definitely. Um, that is something that's very, that's something that's very important, especially if, you are wanting to just be better just overall if you are just wanting to get out of outside of your zone because your mind is everything yes your mind is everything if you if you can't get outside of yourself that's how i like to say like if you can't get outside of your own feelings and outside of what someone did to you or how the circumstances are you're going to be stuck and i say me i definitely learned that lesson um still learning that lesson for like years now where like something may have happened or I didn't like the outcome of something and I would just, 
forget it. I'm, I'm going to give up. And that's actually funny because what we were talking about before, like the art of just like giving up. Mm-hmm. And because your feelings are hurt or whatever, and you're just like, nah, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to, oh, I don't like this. Or, you know, even with, let's say, uh, a job or whatever, a friendship, you're just like, no, mm-hmm. do you have. Yes, now that you say that, I feel and I think that this is actually, there's a thing called victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what happens, and I believe this very you have a story, mm-hmm. and that story you tell yourself about poor you mm-hmm. cannot do this and that because of this and that. Mm-hmm. So if you tell your story, oh, people don't like me. Mm-hmm. Let's say they say they don't like Ricky mm-hmm. because they don't like you. You're not going to do the broadcast. That's an excuse to give up. Mm-hmm. So you use that story because you're in fear of failure of doing what your dream is. So you have a dream, it's a big dream, but because other people said this or that, or because of your legs or whatever the excuse is, mm-hmm. it stops you and now you have an excuse. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that because my parents, blah, 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 blah. I came from blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's all, it's never the excuse mm-hmm. that makes people, that excuse that you give you, that's not what stopped you. It's your personal excuse. So you don't have to do something that you're afraid of to fulfill your dreams. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true. Yeah. It's a it's like a cushion mm-hmm. of comfort. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do it now because look at me. Poor me. Mm-hmm. I never was taught this. I wasn't taught that. I came from Panama. Over there, the women don't work. You could say whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the thing. But then as you're making up your excuse, you become the excuse. Because when you put that label on yourself, then you become depressed. Oh, yeah, I'm there. I'm disabled. I'm I'm all these things. Then your story becomes who you are because you are thinking and focusing on that. Mm-hmm. 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 No, that is so true. Yeah. 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 Jordan, did you want to add anything to that? Or yeah. So I'm very much like I agree mm-hmm. that victim mentality and that sort of stuff holds you back, but I'm also very much like feel what you feel. Mm-hmm. If you feel upset, mm-hmm. don't try to be Buddha. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be strong as stone. Don't try to rationalize everything don't try to take every bad thing and make it good it's good to you know what i mean be optimistic it's good to be those things but not every bad thing needs to be good bad things can just be bad things at the end of the day because i had i had um a friend who did something wrong and they upset me and i was like i felt resentment and that was the moment i felt resentment and then the moment i just allowed that feeling i was like you know what i'm gonna not pretend like i'm not mad at this i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like i'm so much stronger than this situation because you want to know what i'm sad 
I'm upset and I hold resentment. And once you allow certain things, that's when there's not really much power to it. But when you're trying to manipulate things all the time to be better, sometimes that's also just out of your, you know, you're using your energy up on that instead of, okay, next, the next thing's going to be good. You know, okay, this was a loss. It could turn around in the future and be something positive. This could be a lesson. But for right now, this shit sucks. And maybe next I'll hit a win. Or maybe tomorrow this turns into a win. But for right now, I feel horrible. I'm upset and shit's going wrong. And I will throw a tantrum. I don't care if I'm 72. I will cry. I will be upset because nobody's going to tell me that I need to be strong as stone. Because at the end of the day, nobody is. You could try to be some Buddha all you want. Talk about controlling your mind. It is good to do those things. Don't be a victim. Be in control of your thoughts as much as you can. But allow allow some allow some you know, allow bumps to be bumps. Don't try to cuz when you sit there and you try to smooth out every bump, you're missing the rest of the road. You're sitting there like trying to pave it down. No, just let a bump be a bump in your life. But that's good. That's- because that's also not that's being present. Because you're sitting at that. I'm sorry. Certain things are shitty. <laughs> certain things are shitty. And we are victims to certain things in life. We, are, we all fall victim to life. It's not a victim mentality when you are a victim. But it's how you address the problem. And I agree with you. Because you are a victim, yes. Right. But how you respond exactly. to it is what matters. It's okay. Things are going to happen to you. Everything is going to happen. You will get hurt. You will have someone die. Things are going to happen to you too. Right. But let me tell you, I'm just talking about the bad thing, how to react. Everything is going to happen to you. But if everything that happens to you, you react to, to the extent that it disables you, then you are not controlling, things are controlling you instead of you controlling your life and you. You could be hurt, but then out of that hurt, what do you do? You could be hurt. Nobody that has somebody that died is not going to cry, lay down, mourn. That's a human emotion. But then what if you get you more for 20 years? At some point, you have to get out of that bed. You have to think of that person in a positive light instead of crying about that. He, not that it's not important that you're not going to be hurt. You will be hurt and it's going to hurt. And it's going to be the worst thing. You're going to lose your mother. You're going to lose your father. That's horrible. That's happened to me. But what if, because I lost my mom, I was still in bed right now crying. And I didn't clean the house. You guys didn't pay attention to you guys and just laid there for 20 years or 10 years. This happened for 10 years ago. It's not about not caring about what happened and not feeling what happened. It's about 
how to maneuver what happened and still survive. Because if you don't maneuver what happened, you're going to be laying in that bed for every single thing that happens to you. And you're going to stay in that bed and you're not going to get up. And God doesn't want you to be sad all the time. That's not what life is about. You have to think they're in a better place. You have to tell yourself they're in a better place. You have to talk to them yourself. You have to yourself know how to feel better about the situation or not. You're going to fall in a hole and you're not going to be able to get out. Everybody has that. I have, I, don't you think I want my dad back? You don't think I want my mom back? I wish I could talk to them right now. I have a problem. I want to call my mom, but I can't. So in my mind, I talk about to my mom and I honor her by having a good life and taking care of my things. And what I do, I turn it around and I'm doing it as an honor. I did this book honoring my parents, hoping that she knows that I did that. The first words are there. This is dedicated to my mother and father. And that's a way that I express what I felt for them and that I care and I'm still thinking about them and thinking about them and talking about them and bringing them to light. And the same thing with anything, you can have something happen to you and you should, because if you ignore what happened to you, you can't heal. You have to acknowledge what happened to you. You have to suffer it. You heal it. But you can't heal it for 50 years. You have to heal, says your, your body and your mind and your soul, and God. God said, let the dead bury the dead. Meaning, when something happens, that already happened. You can't do anything about it, and you have to keep going. And what is that? It's called faith. It's to have faith that things will get better. And you have to believe in God and that there's a better thing and something good is going to come. You have to believe it or else you give up. That's the problem with that. You can't indulge in it. You can suffer and that's part. I, and suffering actually feels good sometimes when you suffer because you feel that you feel the emotion of what you're feeling and you're letting yourself feel that way. But at one point, you got to turn it around and you got to be stronger than that emotion. Jordan, I feel like you had something to say as well. Yes. I just think, I think that avoidance is putting things off. At the end of the day, avoidance is an escape route. It's taking the easy way out. Because when you have such tough feelings and you don't address it, that's the easier thing to do is ignore it. Because when I feel something heavy and I'm sitting there, that's the hardest thing to get myself through. I wish that I can avoid it, but I, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> if I could avoid my problems and have that mentality of like, moving on easy, I would take it, but I don't have that. I don't have, I don't know the way to do that because I'm a very emotional person. So I, if I sit there for five years, because I have the past five years, I have been in a victim mentality. And I wish I could be the type of person that just 
avoids it. Because if I could do avoidance and just tell myself, okay, I've sat here too long and let me move, I would do that. But I'm a very, I feel it's a feeling in my stomach that does not go away. And I think that that's going to be my whole life. I don't really think that that's going to change. But I'm starting to just love that more. And oh, I'm, I don't hate the fact that I've spent the last years suffering. I don't hate it because you want to know what? That's my life. And I could be a victim for as long as I feel like being the victim because that's my, who are you going to tell me that I've been stuck in a loop too long? Because you're not me. You're not me. And I could feel what I feel in every single moment. Because if I could just pick it up and move, everybody would do that. It's easier to say than it is to do. But I, and I, like I said, I'm very in the middle because I also don't agree. You're not going to get anywhere being the victim. I totally agree with that. But sometimes you are the fucking victim. And that's okay. It's okay, but it's not. I don't know. It's a very, it's a very, I would just say like, it's not something you should demonize yourself for. I think the connotation of victim mentality is very negative to people who are stuck in that because that is a problem that a lot I of believe, people face. If they didn't want to be like, everybody would choose to not be in a victim mentality and be the strongest bitch in the room. I wish that. <laughs> I wish I could just say, you know what? That problem's small. But to me, it's not small. And I, no matter how much I reframe the problem, it's still the problem. And you have to accept that problems are problems. Because and I agree. changing a problem into, you can't change a problem into like, you, you know, you're, now you're doing God's job. Now you're trying to manipulate energy. Now you're trying to manipulate something that was just meant to be a block in your life allow the blockage allow the resentment and allow the fear and allow whatever that is because when you keep avoiding and avoiding and avoiding you're gonna you're gonna realize even though i was avoiding it i knew there was a problem and now it's 20 years now and i still haven't got over the problem but Maybe the person that's been in the victim mentality for five years will be over it sooner than you were because you put it off. So yeah, it might look like they've been stuck for that long, but now you're just getting started at a later date. That makes sense. So feel what you feel and don't let anybody tell you that your feelings are invalid and don't invalidate your own feelings. Sitting there like, oh, I'm stupid for feeling like shit. No, you're a person with real life shit. And we have to be kinder and not just put people down and say they're a victim. Because, you know, people, there's a lot of personal demons and a lot of things in this world that we don't know about unless we're that person. So... And don't postpone being the victim because you never know that person is postponing it 
And 20 years down the road, they're like, shit. I thought that avoiding it, it would go away. But now this person overcame the block because they didn't go around it. So really, who's who's going to be the victim? Because now you, you know, put it off, put it off, put it off. And this, it's I would compare it to work. When you put off your work and avoid it, the work doesn't go away. That is work. When you have a problem, you have to put in the work, not try to be an optimist and hope that it goes away and go out and go eat pizza and pretend like nothing's there because that shit catches up to you. I'm not saying ignore it. I'm saying basically there's a lot of things that are on that deep that people make deep. If somebody's talking to you about something, but about you, right? You can say and cry and go to your room and go lay down and cry. Or you can have fun. You can go out with your friends. You can have pizza. Like you, I said before, you can have a good time. I'm not talking about deep things that are, I'm talking about things that are controllable, that don't affect you. You're allowing people to make you you're giving power to somebody to make you stop living. Let me say something. But let me finish let me, what I'm saying. Let me, let me add something. Okay. Something that you deem as not deep might be the deepest thing to somebody I else. I get that, but I'm saying if somebody is saying something about you, it's not a, something that is an actual fact. It's a something that someone is verbalizing. And you're taking it as it's the end of the world. If something actually happened, let's say you had a car accident. That's real. You, the car hit you or whatever, and you're in that situation, then face it. But if somebody is talking some fluff about you, let me finish my sentence. Somebody that you know it's not true. It's fluff. It's not a direct thing that's going to affect you physically. It's a mental thing. Because a lot of the things... And almost everything is mental how you choose to view it. When you're small and someone says, oh, you're fat, that's different. You can feel the same way when you're an adult. But what I'm saying is the, the maturity has to grow. To You have to be self grow inside yourself to know that when people say something about you, how to act about it and not let someone rule your life by saying a negative comment about you or whatever, and then you're there in a bed crying, and they're out partying and having a good time, but you're there and you're gonna let that person rule you how you feel for you to be in your bed crying. You yourself decide, hey, am I gonna let this happen to me? Or am I gonna be take another stance? And then little things like that, once you start maneuvering small things like that, then you start maneuvering big thing, bigger things because you get used to the mentality of not letting things get you to that point. It's a mental exercise. And I know about that because I've done it. I used to cry, yeah, 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 just because someone says something about me and care that much. Someone says something about me, I'm above that already. I don't care what you say about me because I know myself and I know who I am. So as you say I'm stupid, fine. That's your opinion. See what I'm saying? 
but you're talking about yourself and i'm saying that that's i it's cuz i agree with you but i also have like a different perspective. a different perspective i have both perspectives cuz i see both sides but what i'm saying is that's why so many young people i don't even like this word but they commit suicide a lot of young and older people at of any age because from a young age i've been taught words can't hurt you but they can and that's why you might think oh it's not the end of the world everybody goes through that you and then you, you're dismissing that person and the next thing you know they're a hot topic on the news and you're like damn i should have taken that person seriously because serious things happen and avoidance doesn't get the job done and it, and i've noticed i've noticed a pattern in young people a lot of people who do bad drastic things come from a family where they have a family who is very like they dismissive a dismissive family it doesn't come from the families that will take what you're saying into consideration it's the families that will dismiss you and brush it off like it's nothing and that hurts even more you know cuz sometimes they just need a hug and they they want to be told that their feelings are okay not that they're being a victim you know and i feel like i've fell into that before where i felt like people were very dismissive and i've been dismissive of myself you could you know what i mean being dismissive and avoiding is very bad because you're just going around a problem and like you could look at that person and be like oh why don't you just go have fun when this person's having fun it's just this person said something about you this isn't a real problem you didn't get hit by the car but that mental issue people always say this it's all in your head but what is in your head translates into feeling and manifests into reality so yes what is in your head is real it's real for that person it's not real for you it is real and it's happening in our society every fucking day and a lot of people are suffering and i see what you're saying too it's like don't sit there and cry all day it's annoying no i'm not saying it's annoying i'm not saying that. <laughs> sorry yeah i didn't mean to put you're that in yeah what i'm saying I, is there's things that are going to happen to you daily I get, I get your point. I get your point, but there's, I, I feel like there is a way to address people more kind, and not as if they're being a big baby. So if somebody comes to you and says that they're really hurt about something their friend said, you might sit there and be like, oh, you know what I mean? Let's talk about this for two seconds because it's stupid. but that person could really be hurting and it's crazy because you have to take every issue at hand seriously and not just put it on the scale of what you think is serious in your perception because everybody's different that's a good point. and like something small to me might be legitimately 
so huge in your eyes. And next thing you know, that person took that problem and now there's a real problem because we dismissed something little. So. That makes sense. And I believe in that too. But I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying how to do it. I'm not saying that's what is the thing. How to maneuver your mind so things don't get to such a serious thing. When you are confronted with something, it's a training mechanism of your own mind to how you deep you want to go with something and how sad you want to be with it. So if you train your mind from when you're younger and you say, hey, the, Susie said this about me, you talk to your mom about it or you talk to a parent, but you start trying to deviate from that and not sit there and dwell on it and make it become deeper and deeper and deeper. Because I know how to, like in my own mind, when let's say, for instance, I think about something I can't do anything about. Let's say my dad, when he passed away. I can start thinking, I start going down to the sad part of it. But within that same sad, there's happiness too. So I switch it off. I don't let myself, because there's something a little bit satisfying about going down. Uh, it's, somewhat, it's almost like comforting and that why am I going to be happy about something bad? I want to feel bad because when you feel bad, you're good. You're a good person because you are feeling bad about something bad and people can sympathize and people love. Nobody wants to talk to you when you're happy. People love to be with you and comfort you and stuff. Even friends, when you're doing bad or you're sad, people love it. So there's a certain type of, uh, it's called um, acceptance of that. Right? So when you are sad about something that you really can't change, you can't rule life and death, there's things, many, many things you can't change. It happens. And then you have to accept it. So when I think of like my father, and I start going down in that hole of the feeling terrible, I let it get to a certain extent that it sort of satisfies my, what I really feel about it. Because you have to feel what you feel. And I get to that point and then I switch it inside my brain and in my heart. And then I think of the good stuff and I bring myself up because I know that if I go down more, I'm going to feel worse and worse. And what can I do about it? Absolutely nothing. And I'm not honoring him because now I'm thinking only of the negative stuff that happened and not the beauty of who he was as a human being all the things, the fun we had, the, our family. And that's what I'm saying. You yourself have to find a way inside of yourself because you know yourself. Nobody knows you like you know you. So when you start feeling a certain feeling that you know is not good for you, you start training yourself to not go down and get all wound up in it and stuck. It's like a, like a, whirlwind and you start let me finish that's what i'm saying i'm not saying neglect your feelings i'm not saying other people should neglect you but you yourself try to not get worse and worse inside your own head try to jump out of it and try to go to another direction with it
Okay, I think that you should reframe it into something positive if you're not using that as avoidance. Do it only if it's healthy. And really pay attention because forcing it is just not working out. You can't so. force yourself. Don't force it. But, but no, reframe it and be, you know, raise your vibration by like reframing it into something positive if you're not doing that as an avoidance technique. Right. That's because you have to pay attention. Pay attention to what you're doing. Why are you trying to raise your vibration? Is it because you're trying to take a are you trying to reframe it into something positive because you want to get rid of this feeling desperately or are you trying to raise your vibration because that's who you are as a person because there's two different types of people someone who's like oh i'm in the gutter i need to do whatever i can to get out of it or i could sit here longer but i would rather not those are two different scenarios i'm stuck here and i need a cop out or I could chill being sad for a bit, but I'd rather smile today. Those are two different things. So pay attention to really why you're trying to raise your vibration. So yeah, that I, I, I so yeah, I'm out. You. I agree with you and I feel what you're feeling. And I'm not saying that being in that situation is easy or that you could just jump from being down in the gutter and jump up and get out of it. But what I'm saying is try not to get deep in the, like a, it, it, what's it called when they have that mud and you're stuck in the mud and you go quicksand. Um, try not, once you're getting to that level, try to not sink deeper. Make your exercise that in the things that are superficial to begin with. Things that really don't affect you that much. Excuse me, guys, I'm putting my chilo. Vaya, chilo. So, in the meantime, Jordan, what would you have to say about that? Honestly, I've said really what I said. <laughs> I'm very firm on what I said. Like, I am not being closed-minded to what she's saying at all because, wow, like, <laughs> you have to catch yourself from sitting there all day. But you have to really realize why you're trying to get back up mm -hmm. like the why is important mm -hmm. because why do you want to heal see i i love both of your perspectives like quite honestly i love both of it because every single part of it is real and i love the different personalities that come with it too like you might just want to stay in bed and accept that you just want to stay in bed right now. Just just accept that. Just be in that moment of, hey, I'm sad right now. Right now is just a moment of me just feeling it, me being human. 
But at the same token of, you know what? I want to reprogram my mind um, as much as I feel. I also want to do a little bit better. I want to train myself to feel a little bit better, not let things take over me, um, to still be able to move forward, not to avoid, but still move forward, even though life is happening. And I feel like definitely it's with different personalities and, and how you tackle life, how everyone tackles life. I think it's completely different, but I feel like there's a beauty in it all. There's a beauty in, um, sitting down in the moment and just being, just being sad, just literally just being sad. And then there's also the beauty of being that person that's not going to let sadness be their story forever. I could say for me personally, I love balance. I love a good balance. I, I love it. I love to just, when something happens to me, sometimes I love to just cry like to my video diary, my journal, and just like curse this person out in my journal and da 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 da. But then I give myself that. I give myself the tears, all of that, because you don't wanna for me, I don't want the tears to manifest in something else if I hold it in, because that causes a whole bunch of aches and pains and right. just just something just something so it ages you quickly too it and everything it's stressful to keep it in mm -hmm. okay i'm not saying don't feel what you feel mm -hmm. feel what you feel and be honest about it mm -hmm. because you can't overcome anything that you can't say what it is mm -hmm. so let's say somebody does something to you i'm angry because who the hell does she think she is mm -hmm. to tell me that and blah 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 and i was so nice to this person acknowledge what happened but at the end of the day, you control your mind and don't have your mind control you. Because if the minute that your mind controls you and stops you from living a normal life, that you can't get out of bed, you can't go to work, it could get to that point, that you get to a point that you're not functioning as a productive person and then it makes you worse because then you're going to feel bad about that too. On top of the fact that you felt bad about something, then you have another layer. I didn't go to work. Now I don't have a job. And then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And then you're not functioning. So all I'm saying is don't neglect yourself and don't say that it doesn't matter. It does matter at that moment, but give things the importance that they have and be above what you become better about yourself and more confident about yourself and learn who you are. So things that are trivial don't make you not function in society. Let the things that are actually bad be the ones that are going to affect you. And then even those you have to at one point overcome. But I'm saying if you're going to get twisted and twist and turn and get into a ball what's it called panties in a bundle whatever panties in a bunch yeah, in a yeah, bunch yeah. because every anybody says something or that's part of actually being insecure mm -hmm. and i feel like when you get that affected by anything that happens you have a lot of insecurity that you need to work within yourself for you to not be that affected because if let's say you're you you're a genius, mm -hmm. 
and you got what's it that test that you got you mensa whatever and you're a genius and then you walk into a bar and someone says oh you're stupid are you gonna get cry in your bed no because you know you're a genius so what that comment is not gonna affect you because you have the self-confidence because you know you're mensa you know you won these contests you're not gonna let somebody in the street rule you for you to go lay down in bed and cry because you know you're way above it so you have to put you have to work on your self-esteem and on yourself and the more you work on yourself the less what other people say is going to hurt you or affect you for you to be ruin your whole day of your youth, of your happiness, of the things that you could be doing because some person that you don't even know that has nothing to do with you or doesn't know you said something about you and now you're going to lay down and cry. Yeah, it might bother you a little bit, but I'm saying the more you work on your inner soul and on yourself, the less things affect you. Do what you're supposed to do every day, help someone out, do good stuff, do this and that and build yourself up. So when somebody attacks you, you don't you have the ammunition and the strength that you don't just go down. That's what all I'm saying. Now there's things that happen to you this and this and that. Reserve it for those things. So you have a balance. Not that every day you're crying, every day, nye, nye, she said something, he said. Then what are you going to do? You're going to waste your life worried about others. That's all I'm saying. Senorito. I like what Ricky said about how she likes how there's multiple perspectives because mm -hmm. that's basically what I was saying. Maybe yeah. to like one person, you're a victim. Yeah, right. But to that person, it, it's real. And I agree. It's real. So I would say, like, learn the person before yes, you don't ignore speak. Them. Don't, don't ignore, ignore them. them. Learn them. But learn I, people. Learn the victim. Because the victim has a lot of shit to say. And the right. victim has a real story. It doesn't, in, like... I would say it doesn't validate them and it doesn't invalidate them. It's just because it doesn't valid it doesn't validate the things that they may have done because they're the victim. It doesn't validate the things that come with it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't validate the fact that they're they might not be doing what they're supposed to be doing and that's why they're in that position because mm -hmm. they might be the self-made victim they might have caused but but you cannot invalidate them because i always talked about this because i would look at people who would judge homeless people or judge people in a really bad position and i'm like if you took everybody on earth gave them like a clean slate and ask them, would you rather be the person with all the money, the health, the happiness, the friends, the family, and the perfect life, or would you rather be the homeless person? They would say, I want to be the person who's happy and healthy, mm -hmm. but there is something within them 
that is not allowing them to be or they would be. They would choose it in a heartbeat. That's true. And that's, you know, like, yes, you are the writer of your own life and your own story, but you're also not because God is in charge of you. If God wanted you to be the person who wasn't on the ground, you wouldn't be that person. So don't invalidate them because they would choose to be like, that's like invalidating the person who is sad because they have an illness. Don't you think that they would choose to be the person who's healthy? It's the same thing as people who are mentally ill. Don't you think that they would choose to be the person who could get up at 6 a.m. and go for a run and have a healthy balance and have amazing friends? And not be afraid to step outside. Don't you think that they would choose that? There is some blockage, whether it's them or not, whether they're choosing that block or not, there is still a block that is not allowing them to be that person. So either way, don't judge people because they're not in control of their life in that moment. Because they would choose to be the person who has it all in a heartbeat. Anybody would. And I think that's what makes us all similar. We would all choose health. We would all choose to hit the lottery. We would all choose the nice stuff. So don't pick on the person who doesn't have it because they would choose it too. We all want to choose it. So don't pick on people who are the victim and really have shit going on Mm -hmm. because he who laughs is the next one. You want to joke on people? You're no, next in line. But people take it. People do. I believe you. I'm not saying like you're saying to joke on people, but there is a big problem in society of invalidation. But another thing, let me say something. And that is why there is a lot of suicide, shootings, sadness, depression. It's going up by the day. Poverty, uh, you everything bad you can name is going up and up and up by the day. Why? Because we're circumventing every single problem there is in society. We're all doing it. We're all, whether we're not invalidating a person one-on-one, we're invalidating the issue on earth. We are not coming together and fixing why there's bullying or why there's things that might seem small. Those turn into big problems. And the whole problem with society is the mentality of be a spiritual bitch and move on. Because that's there's a lot of toxic positivity. It's not just be a spiritual bitch and move on. Yes, we're spiritual beings, but we're also humans. And we neglect one or the other. And can I say something? Because like, it's something about what you're saying. Okay, you're saying people are invalidating people, but the truth of the whole thing is, people are invalidating themselves. Because if they had the value in themselves that they need to understand that they are, then the other people wouldn't affect them for them to feel the way they do. So you need to build your self-value to understand who you are so that doesn't 
everything that someone else does doesn't bring you to that thing. And you, you're waiting for approval of others when you have to build yourself up. Because what happens is people want other people to tell them, oh, you're this, you're that, you're great, you're this. If you're waiting for someone else to give you that, you're never going to get it. Because even if you are those things, people don't want to tell you. Because there's a thing, an imbalance. People don't want to give you that. People want to talk about only sad things. And I've noticed that. People want to talk about negative things because that's what's on the news and that's a brainwash, which that's a whole different thing that I've learned about. And just to make a short thing, everybody's brainwashed by the news because they make you feel a certain way. So then it's acceptable because the news just focuses on negative things. It makes it look like the whole world is in a negative thing, which is a very small amount of the world. When you watch the news, you're being programmed to feel bad. You're being programmed to feel scared. You're being programmed to have anxiety, all those things. That's why I stopped watching the news 100%. I don't know what's going on in the world and I don't want to know. Because if you do find out what's going on and you go into it, you become that. The fear of the world goes inside of you. That's part of the depression and the stuff that people are going through. You feel like you're never going to get out of it. All those feelings of desperation and helplessness are intensified. Let's say you wanted to start a business right now. You watch the news. Well, we're in an inflation. We're never going to make it. We're... You think you're going to have the guts to start a business if you're listening to the news? You're not. Everything is negative and you get that negativity inside of you and it becomes your life. You get ill, actually. It makes you sick mentally and physically. So right there, we have the news bringing us down. Then people want to feel that way because they feel that common variety because everybody, we're in the same boat. So you end up in the same boat, talking the same things and bringing yourself to that level of anxiety and feeling horrible. And that's acceptable. You know why? Because the whole world is like, we're all together in this horrible world. You know what? That right there is the solution, is that we all face it. So maybe that's a sign that we're a community. That's a sign that we should fix the problem together. If you see somebody getting bullied, I remember when I was getting bullied, nobody did anything about it. And nowadays, it's like we're getting more on the ball with things, but now it's to an extreme. It's never just like people don't know how to be like a normal. It's not normal anymore. People don't know how to just like be smooth, you know, because now it's the opposite is they now are too much like oh my god if you say anything wrong you can't have a joke now you can't have a joke so that also is invalidating people who have been bullied like you know when the and for people who i know that this had like a different story but it just reminded me that aunt jemima was delicious and i liked that Aunt Jemima, it was like comforting with that 
everything you have the little things like her it was like a nice warm grandma making pancakes no yeah, oh you can't that. have aunt jemima now what does that mean but what did it it made it a worse problem because it's saying that what being aunt jemima is wrong so you have to take it off why is being aunt jemima something to be hidden what somebody a grandma can't be fat and delicious i mean <laughs> that's comfort that's normal we need to embrace I mean, it just ridiculous we need to embrace community and embrace people's feelings and but people can't say they're feeling because everything is controversial exactly so right there, you can't i think it's more of like something. just be normal you can't even say anything because if you say whatever you say you said something wrong so right there you you have to keep it to yourself. No, when people come to you with a problem, be normal. Just open Don't validate up. them. Don't invalidate them. Learn them and chill. <laughs> like breathe, chill, and... Listen to them. Yeah, and be their calm when they're, you know, sometimes they just want somebody to be calm with them and okay. understand that they're not okay. That's it. Some people just need a fucking hug. Not you're a victim or it's okay to cry all day. Sometimes I just want you to sit there and hug me because that goes a long way too. Validate me, invalidate me. None of that shit. Just sit there with me and be my calm peace that I never get. And then if it happens for me to open up about it, and I tell you that I'm in a victim mentality, respect it. If I tell you I want to reframe the problem and I want to get better and look at things in a better light, respect it. But there's two types of people. There's multiple types of people, unlimited types of people. And you have to respect every single one of them because we are just mirrors of one another. So you have to respect people's problems because it's selfish to see it as big or small. Just learn it. Learn from what they're saying because stop putting it on a pedestal. Because if I tell you I got into a car accident or somebody died, you're going to be freaking the fuck out and you're going to actually listen. But if I tell you that I'm going through anxiety, you're just going to tell me to drink some tea. What if the anxiety is a car wreck? What if it is very, very, very bad? And I don't know if I'm going to make it till tomorrow. So always be mindful for when people come to you with a problem. Because you might not have your ears open. Because it doesn't sound alarming. Because it sounds like an everyday thing that we all go through. Just because we all go through it doesn't make it less shitty. So, I again, again, I love all perspectives of it. I, I love all perspectives because sometimes, too, sometimes certain people are like, hey, I could use some advice. Hey, you know, let me get out of this. And sometimes it's really just, um, no, I just want you to be here with me. I just want you to like, I just want you to um, 
just comfort me, just love me, just hear me out. I don't need advice. I just want to just be sad for a moment. That's it. And you, there's so many different types of people. And it's amazing how like when you guys are talking, both makes complete sense. It makes complete sense that there is no wrong answer. It's just different types of people. You have some that like, hey, I don't want to feel like this all the time. You know, I felt this. Um, I'm doing this and, you know, I'm crying about it, but this can't be forever. Some people, hey, right now, this is a lot to me. I don't see how I'm getting out of this. And right now I'm just going to be like this. And I, I just want you to just hear me. I just, I don't want to be alone in this. I just want you to hear me out. I just want, I don't want you to even say anything. I don't want you to put your two cents. I don't, I don't want to hear how I can get better. Sometimes I just want to be here right now. I just want to be heard right now. That's it. Maybe that's going to help me. Maybe just hearing me out. And then you may have some people that are different. Some people that may avoid it completely. Everybody has their own way. And it's so crazy because I feel like when I was younger, it was like a little bit more of like, I just, I just want to be heard. And then as I got older for me, but I also think it's from like lack of people hearing me out where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to hear myself out, but I'm, I'm not going to give myself too long to be in that space. Cause I know myself and I, I know that there's so many things I want to do, but then that's just me, that balance of cry, cry, your cry, your eyes out, cry this and and do what you have to do. Be mad. Be mad. Just be mad and be feel exactly how you feel. But you know yourself. You know that you don't like to be in that space for too long because it literally it, it doesn't make you feel good. So after that, I want you to find a solution. I want you to move past that. But then that's me. And then, you know, Jordan, as you're saying that, that even like that really lit um, a light in my head, like we really have to like acknowledge that there's so many different types of people. There's so many different types of people. And sometimes what you might be able to push through, sometimes another person may not. Sometimes what you is what you're like, you know what? I'm not gonna let that phase me. I'm I'm you know what? I'm I'm above that. That next person might be like, I don't see myself getting through this. I'm trying, I don't see myself getting through this. And it's what you brought up with like people unliving themselves or whatever it's like some people like they that blockage of I really like I am like I I really don't see myself getting out of this or whatever the case is and it just reminded me honestly to be sensitive in all cases and not always be so quick to like well you can do this because sometimes some people can't because um, Miss Emma, what you were saying, it might help so many people too. Like so many people, like I'm, when you were talking, that actually resonated a lot with me too. Cause I'm like, that is something that I need to hear too, because you cannot dwell in something all the time. But then that, that was me. But then it's like with other people, it's like also be sensitive. Like some people really, really, really cannot get out of it. So like, as I'm hearing it, the beauty of both sides and like, you guys are speaking, you guys are speaking individually, but you guys are speaking for a community. And that is so, 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 so beautiful. Like, I just wanted to say that. Mm -hmm. You guys, like both of your voices, beautiful. Like, I, I love both sides because I resonate with both of them.
because I'm so in my head that it's so unhealthy and I'm terrified currently. So I just have no, where, where is the middle? Where breathe and reframe it and go eat pizza. Go to the beach. Just have fun. Live your life. Life is happening now. Where is that? And how do you feel at the same time? How do you be, you're not neglecting your humanity, but you're also embracing emotions. So it, it's, there needs to be a, a middle ground there. And do both. Do both and do what you could do because right now, I'm just going to say I, I've been going through it. So I guess tonight I'm going to embrace how I feel and also because you can embrace your feelings and reframe it into something positive. You could feel this is sad, but I'm also going to turn this into something positive. Because things can coexist, and I think these two things can coexist. You know, I was thinking of something. Growth mindset and victim mentality can coexist. Yes. And I don't think anybody is talking about that. So I'm, damn, I just learned that. Vicky, I was thinking about something that I also like to think about, mm -hmm. which I've done. Mm -hmm. You know, every day we have things to do. Mm -hmm. We have to get up, we have to work, we have to do this, we have to do that. Mm -hmm. A way that I've thought of it is you take whatever it is, you feel bad about it, right? Mm -hmm. Then you move it to the side and you say, I will visit this later. Instead of letting it take your whole day, you put it to the side, but right now I'm going to go work out, do something that is actually positive that is going to keep you going in a healthy way. And you do that activity and say, at four o'clock, I'll think about this. <clears throat> and you just leave it, but don't abandon it. You still want to think more about it, but you don't want it to consume your entire life. So you, little by little, you attack that part and you think about it. You go back and you do something good. You go do your work, you go run, you do something that actually balances you out. And then you still have, you don't want to, you still haven't worked through it, go back and work through it a little bit more. But you compart it, you send it to another place. Mm -hmm. Don't take my entire day. Don't scare me all day. Don't make me feel bad all day. I'm going to put you over here and then keep doing something. Have fun. Go out, walk with your dog, blah, blah, blah. But you still have it there. You're not neglecting it. You're still going to pay attention to it, but later. And then little by little, you keep, you abandon it more. And then when you're done with it, you throw it away. Trick yourself into not feeling so bad all the time. It's never worked for me. Have you ever tried what I just said? Put it on the side a little bit. Say, I'll visit you later. It's not the way my brain works, I'll serve. I just, I can't. Well, 
Maybe you'll try it tomorrow a little bit. That's my block. I wish I could. I just move it to the side a little bit and just go to the gym. Every time you feel bad, put it to the side and go to the gym. Just to drive to the gym with music. I feel like different. Like if I'm in the house the whole day, right? I get, ugh, I feel like a pressure. But if I just put workout clothes, just that little right, it's only like seven minutes to the gym. The bride over there, seeing people, listening to the music, going to the gym, talking to a couple people, some dumb thing, somebody. And coming back, I feel refreshed, like a different person. I don't feel as, like I'm down, I'm tired. And it entertains you a little bit and it keeps you going. And then you still, I'm not saying let's forget about it, but forget about it for a little while. So you don't get that down and that's whatever feeling isn't that intense. You know, all I'm saying is don't let it get deeper and deeper and deeper. Try to get out of it a little bit and do something and then no, don't neglect, but go back and talk to me about it. Talk to seek other people. If you can't talk to me about it, talk to a friend about it or the psychologist or something, but get it out of the system and talk about it. I think that's helped me today. And also put, put it down. Like to me, everybody's different, but you're artistic. You're very artistic. Journal and doesn't help. Not journal. I'm talking about poetry or art. It doesn't. No, it helps me because it's I get it normal. out of my system. My feeling, it gets out into paper. No, I need connection. You know, I was just about to ask you that, Jordan. What is your form of release when you are just feeling like weighted down? Like what, what helps you? For me, I, like you said, I love my art. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love writing. But if I'm going to be honest, that's more of like what destroys me. It's like, it's not, it's not something that helps me. It's, it's something I have to do mm-hmm. when I feel that way. It's something that I just naturally, I'll write in my notes or I'll write in my journal or mm-hmm. I will, I usually won't make art in the moment of feeling bad. I usually like touch base on that feeling later on Mm -hmm. when I'm like feeling a little better, like, okay, now I could paint and then use this. Mm -hmm. But I don't really do it in the moment because I'm so worked up that I don't want to, I freeze. Mm -hmm. I pace the house. I'm very much like I am, it's really bad. Mm -hmm. It is very bad. And I, it's not. I just had an idea. I know that. No, but to answer your question. I talk to people. Mm-hmm. I call a friend mm-hmm. or I talk to whoever I feel the most comfortable with that situation in that moment. Mm-hmm. So whoever that may be, but sometimes nothing helps. Like this might sound like a very pessimistic attitude coming towards from me because it's honest and I like usually I would not do this on a podcast. You know, I would try to be the optimist as a front or try to, you know, cause I feel like everybody sees me as an optimist. My friends, they don't see this. 
the people I love don't see this. And I am very much lately looking at the bad. Not going to lie, not going to front. I don't care to Mm -hmm. because that's my life currently. Mm -hmm. So, but talking like you today, I've talked to you. I've talked to my mom today. That helped. And that was, that's all you could, you could try. But like I said, sometimes it's just hurt so bad that journaling, writing, painting, music, family, friends, food, the things that you love don't help you anymore. And that's when it's bad. I actually have a poem about that. And it's about when there's nothing anymore. And like, that's when it's really sad. Like, I remember I started it out like nothing is when there's no enjoyment in the fall weather. Because I remember when I grew up, I would love the fall weather. I would be like, oh my God, like I'd be at school or something and it would be nice outside. And now when it's nice outside, I'm like, I have nothing. Because if this doesn't even make me happy anymore, like what am I going to do? So sometimes nothing helps that's that's the answer but what i would do is talk to people and sometimes that doesn't sometimes there's literally nothing there and that is the problem thank you so much for that no no for real thank you so much it's honest and and I'm so glad that you felt comfortable enough to even say that because it's not just you. Um, I remember hearing that from like other people, especially back in high school, but it's it's real. And when you said that sometimes when the um when your favorite things can't even make you happy anymore, that's when you know that it's a it's a problem. And you're not just speaking for you. You're even though it's your perspective. There's so many people that probably feel heard without even speaking right now that like, it's just right now it's nothing. And even if there's other people that cannot relate to it, I feel like just be there for people. Sometimes you really just, you just never know. Sometimes some people just need your presence, just need your heat on um, around them just just your energy just maybe even holding your hand or hey let's get some ice cream real quick it you guys really just reminded me today that everybody everybody really is different every mind is different so there's no right or wrong it's just be a community no matter what no matter what because you just never know what the next person what their struggle is you don't know what they've tried you don't know what the, what they have going on even if they have people that are like yeah you got this or whatever and when you were saying like most of your friends know you as an optimist like even me like when i see you like i already smile because i'm like your presence alone just makes me happy but that's the truth too a lot of people that sometimes make you happy too they're the ones really going through it they are the ones really 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 going through it 
what's his name? The comedian, um, the one that had uh, that killed himself. Um, Robin. Robbins. Uh, yes. I can't remember his name. Now. I was saying to him. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah. Robin Williams was making everybody laugh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's it's crazy. Yeah. But it's real. And you have to accept that. It's, it's yeah. Real. And life is not easy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't have the equipment to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Because there's a saying like what they say, like in the Bible, which everybody, one time at church, they were talking about things that everybody thinks comes from the Bible, but it's incorrect. Mm -hmm. So they were saying that people are saying that God gives, doesn't give you more than what you can handle. And that's not in the Bible. God actually gives you more than you can handle for you to rely on him. And the pastor was saying that not everybody has the same religion, but when they said that it made a lot of sense because if everybody could handle it, then nobody would have a problem. So you do get more than you can handle, but you have to know, have something to fall back on because when you feel all that overwhelming and then you can't handle it, that's when you get uh, defeated and that's when you get the, you know, down anxiety because you can't handle what you've been given. And that's why it's a lot of times like people don't believe in God or whatever. But when you can't believe in something outside of yourself, then everything is on you. And that's when it's even harder. Because if you go through something, but then you say, God, help me. I can't do this. You sort of give it away as your responsibility to carry that load and you're distributing it, you're giving it to God in a higher power, and you're feeling better because you know, hey, somewhere in the universe, I'm gonna get some help for this. But if you don't believe in anything but yourself, then you think you have to solve everything by yourself. Some things are not solvable. You can't solve them, you can just accept. And a lot of it is when we can't accept what's there and we, think we can't give it to someone else. So if you have something happen to you, it already happened. You can't do anything about it. You did something wrong or someone did something wrong to you. You could feel bad about it, but at some point you have to accept that it happened. But once you start fighting against it is when you feel hopeless because you know you can't fight against something that you can't solve. But then the person that has God who is fighting against it, the past, I wish I could change the past. I wish I could, that didn't happen to me. But then if you let it go and accept it and say, this happened, I'm sorry it happened, but I'm going to give it to God. I'm not going to, I'm not dealing with this because God's going to help me. That way you let go. And you're not holding it as your possession to solve. And I feel like that helps. Mm -hmm. Believing in God, believing in a higher power, believing that you're not responsible for every single thing in the world and every action 
And you do things because you're human and you make mistakes because you're human. Because if you weren't human, you would be God. And you're not God. That's why you're not perfect and you're supposed to make mistakes. And those mistakes lead you to something greater and better for yourself. And that's why those mistakes are made. And God is there. And he's, wait, he's wanting you to rely on him and let go. You know, just believe that it's there for a reason. It's going to make you do something. It's going to create something better in your life. Because nothing happens for no reason. It happens for a reason. And it's happening for you. It's not for against you. It's for you to grow somehow. Because when I look back on like mistakes that I made or things like that, if I wouldn't have made them, I wouldn't have overcome them. And now I can't be who I am because I didn't have to work hard to overcome things to get to the point that I now can handle things without problems. I remember when I was younger, I was always at the DMV because I didn't do my registration in my car on time. I didn't do this, I didn't do that. And then I was always in trouble, a ticket, I didn't pay it. So then I had to do 10,000 things more for that ticket. And then I think I had bad luck, but it wasn't bad luck, it was me being, lazy or procrastinating or immature and I was causing my own problems because there's problems that happen to you out of the blue but there's problems that you yourself have caused and then when I learn hey that now when I have like a tick anything I attack it right away anything to do with paperwork I never let it get out of hand because of what has happened to me that was a nightmare so you learn from that things like that. And then your life is smoother in that, in that bubble. It's not everything in life, but it's something that's annoying <laughs> that does get you depressed too. When you have a whole bunch of problems because of papers, that's depressing. Your license gets suspended. You get a, all kinds of stuff. It didn't happen. I didn't get to license suspended, but I'm saying I had like, oh, if you don't pay this ticket or it came to the point that I had to do a million things because I wasn't doing the right thing to begin with. And it happens with everybody until you mature and you say, hey, if I don't pick up my room, I'm never gonna find my shoes. I'm never, and then you start getting organized. If I don't do this, this is what's gonna happen to me. So a lot of the things that happen to us are self-inflicted and then there's things that we can't control. So whatever we can control, we can do something about, why worry, just do it. And what we can't control, we can't hang on to because we can't do anything about it. So just let it go and then do something else to improve something. And then it makes you feel better about that thing that you can't do anything about because you did something else, help somebody, uh, I have a friend, it's an old Jamaican lady. I love her to death. I take presents. Do something for somebody. Mm -hmm. Because when you do something for other people, it takes the pressure off you. You feel good. You, you, know, you help somebody, you make someone happy, it makes you happy. And that's why a lot of people, when they have kids, 
they don't get dep that depressed because they can't. They have to take care of their kids. They have to make that kid okay. So they can't, in, it's almost like an indulgence on, it's not that they want to do it, but to be depressed, you have to indulge in yourself to a certain degree that you're just thinking about you. But when you have to get up in the morning, do this for someone else, do that, it sort of deviates you from yourself. Almost like a privilege. Yeah, it is a privilege to be depressed because if you had to get up at five in the morning, if you were from Panama, let's say you're from a third world country, mm -hmm. because here's very luxurious. Everybody has a car. Everybody. You better get up like at four in the morning, five in the morning, get dressed. You're going to get on a bus. You're going to walk somewhere from somewhere. You're going to get on public transportation early in the morning. You're going to go somewhere. Third world country, nobody treats anybody good. If you're not rich, you're not going to be treated good. You're going to go there. You're going to go to wherever your job is. Be treated. Some people may treat you good, but the majority, you're not going to be treated nice. You're going to do your job. You're going to get paid. It used to be a, a dollar an hour minimum wage. I think it went to $2. And then after the whole day's over, get on that bus again. Walk. The street is not straight. It's not like the sidewalk. You see people with heels and the thing is all cracked and stuff. You're going to walk to your bus. And then you're going to go to Timbuktu, wherever you live, which is a little bit like a little bit like a hut. Or whatever. Not everybody has a hut, but a lot of people have hut-like houses. You're going to go there, and then tomorrow you better get up, or you're not going to get paid. You think that person is going to get, can't get into a mode that I don't feel good. I'm not going to get up today. They have to support their kids. They have to. So right there, the fact that you're trying to strive to make it takes the energy you don't have the energy to focus on yourself. Now, I'm not saying anything about you, Jordan, that you, but you, because you have the time, half of it is having too much time to reflect. And when you sit there and you think of all the negative things, then that makes you, but if you have to get up, take a cold shower, because there's no freaking hot water there. They're going to take us shower at five in the morning they're gonna walk i don't know how long to get to the bus to get to their job to work nobody's treating you nice nobody's kissing your ass nobody's saying nice things to you because people don't say nice things in third world countries to people if they're poor they're going to be discriminated and they're going to be treated bad for the most part and then after all that work, you're getting two bucks an hour. You better get on that bus and go back home. And those people are not depressed. You talk to them, they're happy. Good jokes, fun, happiness. They're enjoying the weather. They're enjoying it. Why? Because they don't have the luxury of getting to that level. Because if they don't, if they do that, they're not going to survive. And they know it. They're not going to sit there. Who are they going to complain to? 
The minimum wage is bad. What are they going to do? They can't do anything. You don't have power. You follow what I'm trying to say? And it's not that I'm saying something negative because everybody's entitled to their feeling, but that contributes to feeling bad. Too much information, too much intelligence, too much introspective thought. Because he's a bit, people are intelligent. People have a lot of information. The more information you have, the more likely that you're going to get depressed. Too much information. Sit there, watch the news, watch the war, watch this, watch the economy, watch it. And then that goes into your brain and you feel helpless because you see all the negative things in the world and you think somehow that you're going to solve them. You can't solve any of them. You're just going to contribute to the bad in the world by talking about it. It just gets worse. Talking about it makes it worse because you're not going to go to the war and stop it. If you're not going to go to the war and stop it, by talking about the subject, you're spreading the fear, you're spreading the bad things that come with the war. And you get paralyzed because you feel like you're just there and the whole world is crumbling when most of the world that they don't show you is happy. If you don't believe that. And that's the same thing. If you get up in the morning, you have no choice. You're not going to fall into that. You're not going to because you can't. Do you follow what I'm trying to say? Most definitely. Most definitely. It's a luxury which you don't want. Mm -hmm. It is a luxury. Mm -hmm. But you don't want it. It's not a good luxury. It's a horrible luxury. Mm -hmm. But it is a luxury mm -hmm. to be able to even be in that situation, mm -hmm. which is a bad situation. Mm -hmm. That's why it's healthy sometimes to have nothing. Because when you have nothing, then there's nothing to complain about. No, I understand. Do you see what no, I'm saying? No, I understand exactly. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know if I talk to him. No, no, no. You're not. No, not at all. He's saying I did. No. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yeah. Not, not here. Um, I understand exactly what you're saying because with my family being from Haiti, mm. actually, with actually the older, the older um generation too, I don't hear much well maybe like the men but most of the time they're getting it going they're doing this and they're doing that it's there it's actually when they're coming here they're like yeah you know man my life wasn't the best but we we made it somehow mm -hmm. like my mom used to talk about how she made barbie dolls out of um mango um old mango like the oh, hair yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i don't know about it but i can see that yeah and how they just they they were happy mm -hmm. they were they didn't have much but they were happy. And actually what you were saying makes a lot of sense where you just have that time to like actually sit down and be like, well, I don't, I'm not doing too good or I'm not, I'm not feeling well. Or, you know, actually, I think I really am depressed. Whereas with them, it's like, what do you mean? I'm not going to get through the next day. There's so much going on. Right. There's, there's so much going on. I can't sit down and, oh, I'm, I'm, no, I have to like do this tomorrow. And think about it too, you know, in those countries, you have a lot more responsibilities. Yeah. You have a lot more responsibilities. I don't know if it's the same in yours, but I remember my mom, um, she was telling me she's the oldest mm -hmm. um, out of her siblings. So 
she's cooking, yeah. cleaning, helping, um, helping the the maids do this and helping them do that and and figuring out, okay, well, we got to eat and, you know, I got to walk to school and I have to do this and I have to make sure that this is good. And, you know, everyone else has their part. And, you know, even that, like my grandparents being in and out of Haiti, going from Florida to Haiti, you know, for business, if you sit down and think, well, I don't really have my mom right now, or, oh my goodness, I don't have my dad right now. Then it's like, you're, you're always going to dwell in that. But I guess, you know, in those cases, it's like, well, we got to keep moving. There's no other, like, there's no choice. We got to keep moving. No choice because what happens is if you move, you don't move, you don't eat. It's not even something that hard to understand. It's just, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get on that bus. I'm going to make money, buy my food, and come back home. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's nothing else. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I can't even think anymore. I'm exhausted because I got up at five. And I'm going to go to sleep. I don't have any sleep problems. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Sleep, get up the next day and keep going. Mm -hmm. There's no, who's she going to complain? Is she going to call a psychologist? No. Is she going to, no. She's going to get up, take a shower and go. Cold shower, mm -hmm. not warm. Because the warm shower makes you think. Cold and fast and get out of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. It's a sh like it's just there's no room for it mm -hmm. who's she gonna talk to in the morning mm -hmm. there's no time mm -hmm. you get up and go and it makes you actually healthier because you're not dwelling on anything mm -hmm. you're just talking to people you go to work people joke around mm -hmm. there's always jokes pa -pa -pa. the way people just communicate is fun mm -hmm. people actually look at you i've noticed and i don't know it's maybe in the last three years, mm -hmm. it hasn't been that long. People do not look at people in the eyes. And I've noticed that because I used to, the kids used to be mad at me because I used to talk to people a lot. And then they would be like, mommy, talk to all the strangers. They would come up to you and talk. Anybody would come talk, long conversation, whatever. And the kids would get mad, right? But people actually looked at you in the face People said hi. You bump into somebody, you laugh a little. I'm sorry. Nothing. When I say nothing, like I'll bump into a young person, they don't say excuse me. They don't smile. I'm sorry. I I try to make a joke. Nothing. Eyes are uh, glazed over. People walk towards you and barricade. I don't know if it's called barricade, but mm -hmm. trumple you. Instead of just saying, excuse me, I'm moving, they walk like you don't exist towards you to slice you in half. They don't care. And they don't care to even say hello, goodbye. I mean nothing. Mm -hmm. Meaning people are in their own head. Mm -hmm. People don't give a crap about people. Mm -hmm. And it makes it lonely. Mm -hmm. Because you're not always in a social gathering with people, friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. Your whole life really is going from place to place. Most of your life. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be in the grocery store and you're gonna go here and you're doing different things. So if the groups of people that you're bumping into are not nice or you're not getting any kind of feedback, 
you're actually lonely because you're not finding comfort in other people and you're not supposed to live by yourself with no communication um, or whatever. So when you go out in the street and you're doing your chores and you're doing this and that, the fact that nobody talks to you and nobody even acknowledges your existence makes you feel isolated. Mm -hmm. And then you start doing the same thing because you're in a society you mimic what other people do. Mm -hmm. So if people don't say hi, you don't say hi. Everybody doesn't say hi. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you're lonely. And then you don't even want to take a chance to say hi to them because people just ignore you. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, okay, you get the same attitude. Mm -hmm. It's a societal thing and it's everybody doing it. Mm -hmm. And that lowers the quality of your life. Mm -hmm. Because the fun is, oh, you went out and you know what this lady was wearing? She told me she got that. Like people are who make you happy mm -hmm. and how they are interacting with you. And it makes your life fuller. But when you have no interaction, also you start thinking inside your head negative. They don't like me. All that negativity gets inside of you too. So that's also, I think that that's part of it. And then you go on the here and you're getting your friends from stupid media. That's not friends. That's just a whole bunch of stupidity. That's not your friend. <laughs> Get over. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Instead of just having fun in your life, whatever you do, mm -hmm. buying clothes, buying groceries, you should be having fun in that. That could be entertainment if people were nice to each other. It's not even about bullying or anything. Oh, somebody bullied. All that could be feeling buffering out if you felt like people in general were nice to you I think that you just like I could you know add to that because I was talking about all the issues and all just basically everything I said I realized that the issue is because of that okay. having time. no not having time about how like things could be fun if yes. people were more receptive because that's why we're so scared because yeah. when people are like that now you have no trust in one another and that creates a sense of like you're not safe mm -hmm. you're not safe because say you want to go out in the town with a friend now you're you have anxiety because you don't trust people because now all you see is cold shoulders and say you like a person, you want to start dating them. Now you're afraid to open up and love that person because now all you see is cold shoulders. All you're seeing is relationships breaking up and all you're seeing is the shit on the media, like you said. You go to the store and nobody says hi and stuff. You're not seeing love, so now you're scared to love. And love is the whole main reason why we're here. So that's another reason because we live in a fear-based society. And I think that that's why we're all so scared. Because I thought to myself, I, like we were talking about my anxiety earlier. I feel like I'm so scared of my decision-making because of the other person. Because it's scary to trust the person now. And that makes the world scarier. 
That's why Lain Garcia Calvo, okay? And I, I wish to God, well, he has his book in English too, but there is a guy called Lain Garcia Calvo. He's from Spain. He has millions now of people that follow him all over the world. I bumped into him by mistake because I was looking through the phone and I love the accent of, I studied in Spain and I love, love, love the Spanish accent and the way they talk and all their, their fun words and all that. So I initially started because of the accent and I started listening to him and I learned so much about everything through him. And he emphasizes over and over again, do not watch the news because you're really adding to the to the world the night the badness of the world because when you watch it you're just paralyzing yourself you're not doing anything for anybody then when you go and you spread the news you're spreading fear you're spreading uncertainty you're spreading poverty anything that you focus on becomes your life and people don't understand how powerful your mind is and when you put into it what happens if you're watching something with people cheating, even if you're watching something for entertainment and somebody, a boyfriend is cheating on the girlfriend, when you start dating, you're going to experience that because you put that in your mind. But if you focus on people that are happy, that are, you watch something of people that are actually with a good marriage and all that, you're actually attracting that to yourself and your mentality. So when you watch war, what do you think war is going to do to your brain? You watch, you hear the world is bombing each other. Blah, 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 blah. You are just putting it in your subconscious mind and that never gets erased. And your subconscious mind is, your conscious mind is like a little snippet, like 400 beats. And your subconscious mind is billions of times more powerful. It can't compete with your con you can have the most willpower and all oh, you're talking good to yourself but that subconscious mind is programming you they're programming you because what happens is when you hear all that negative stuff it weakens you and it takes power away from you because the 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 negativity and what they're feeding you is a program to make you feel in unempowered and that's how they control the masses because they want to feed you what they want to feed you and then you, you, you actually get paralyzed. If you know a million things, you can't move because you can't make decisions because you're overpowered by the negativity and the craziness of everything. And your mind is not supposed to be that negative. And then you get down and then they can, they're trying to feed, hey, yeah, socialism, yeah, well, and what they do is they take everybody, you prepare yourself, you're going to make a lot of money, they're going to distribute it and give everybody, a, and you're never going to be any better. You're always going to be dirt poor if that happens. But that's the, the people take the money. And the more they feed you that stuff, the more you think you can't make it on your own. So you're like, hey, I don't mind if they take everybody, and then they socially give you your money, and you get money, and you don't have to work, and no. What you're gonna do is it's basically you basically 
what they do is they're gonna take everybody if you make money they're gonna you're gonna be poor like everybody else everybody's gonna be poor nobody's gonna be in the middle at all it's pure poverty and the government's gonna take the money and that's the way it's gonna be and that's why they're they're taking your mind and bringing it down bringing it down low vibration low the more you watch that crap the more you can't do anything for yourself you're exhausted mentally and your anxiety all that stuff happens from listening to negative stuff in your brain all the time and then you can't handle it that's why they say when you have a problem don't go on google because for me i'm i'm like very ocd like if i think of anything like oh my god my google is like blown up like so many questions so many things because ocd is the mental disease of uncertainty and then you have access this is for all my people struggling I've self-diagnosed myself with that, by the way. I don't know if I actually have it, but I'm almost sure. Because of Google. Because of Google. Okay. Exactly my point. That you probably don't have. No, but it's a. I have. I'll just say I have a very like obsessive mentality. If I think of something, my mind won't let me do certain things. I can't go to the gym anymore. I'm stuck thinking. I'm like I paralyze in thought. But no, it's different. A regular brain will just have that scary thought and be like, oh, that's just my brain and move on. No, the OCD person could latch onto it for years. And so, I agree with that. But- so I have that and I don't, like I, like I said, self-diagnosed. So I don't know if I have that, but I'm almost sure that I have that. And I Google everything. And Googling has honestly never solved one issue of mine but baking recipes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good for certain things, but it's not good to read in. Like if you think that you have skin cancer, or you are very like nervous type of person. Don't go on Google either. Like we were saying the news and all that bullshit. I agree with that, but that I think, Go- I, yeah, that is the news. Google is worse. That's what it is. Google's a war. Google, TikTok, are the worst because you're going to be seeing shit and then you're going to be like, wow, that's me. Like you'll see a video on a disease and you'll be like, my symptoms match that when you're perfectly fine. So So that's what I'm talking about. When you have information, which is programmed, that's why they call it a program because they're programming you to feel a certain way. It's not just know something. It's the feeling that you're getting of being incapable of overcoming because the power that you have as a human being is so great you were born with certain tools everything that you really need was put inside of you for you to succeed and that's what god wants for you to do but when you have people telling you from all directions and that it's indirectly saying it but it's programming you to think of your limitations and your fear is limitation because once you fear, you limit yourself. 
So you fear the war, you fear the economy, you fear the government, you fear other people. Oh, they came into my house and shot the kid or everything that you hear like that. You think that you're just listening to it and you're actually being programmed. So you are disabled basically from doing something and having a lot of power because the people that have power want that power and they don't want you being the powerful one. And then they control the masses because everybody's weak. But when you understand that you can't be ruled, your mind is the tool. And that's what I was saying. Your mind yourself is what you have to control. You can't control your mind if you have a program in your mind telling you you can't do anything. And fighting in your subconscious mind, which is much more powerful than what you, any willpower that you have, anything that you have is not more controllable of your life than your subconscious mind, which you've been fed stuff into. So once you stop watching things that are going to bring you down, then you regaining your own, you can think about yourself without all those appendages of problems of other people. You can just focus on me. I want to do this. Oh, what would I like to do with my life? I want to do this. I want to talk on a podcast. I want to create this and that. Whatever you want to do doesn't have all these obstacles that people are telling you that you have. So that's what I'm saying. And it does cause depression and it does cause anxiety because you're trying to solve problems you can't solve. That's not your problem to solve. Mm-hmm. You're going to stop the war? Mm-hmm. Are you going to stop the economy from being bad? Are you going to stop people from being hateful towards them? No, you can't do it. So what's nicer? Not knowing anything unless you yourself are going to go to the war and you're going to stop that war then why do you want to know so much? Are you going to stop it or are you going to add to the problem and the fear? You're just going to add to the fear and the violence. That's all it's going to do. And that's the same thing with diseases. Are you going to go there first? Are you going to get well? Like say you're on the internet trying to find out if you have a disease. What is the information going to do for you? Like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. You would have to go and do things the right way. And comes from the media. Yeah. It comes from listening to things, and media also means the internet. That's the internet. Yeah, I have a lot of fear. Ba- I have a fear-based brain. Yes. And the fear comes from listening to all that stuff and feeling powerless towards the stuff. And when you feel powerless, the more information you have, the more you get defeated because you know there's so much more that you can't control. So that makes you exhausted mentally and physically. It knocks you down. People that have diseases like cancer, also another thing, everything is starting with the mind. Cancer basically is you not knowing something that went inside your brain and what you can't control, not being able to handle it, and it became cancer. You couldn't handle it mentally. It went in your brain, and now 
it comes out in a different way. And your body's paying for it. Any disease. There's a, a girl, she basically became paralyzed, her legs, in a wheelchair because of some stress that she had that wasn't well managed. And then she learned how to go in and fix the problem. She can walk. Even paralysis, because your body responds to what you feed it. And it, it's obedient. You're going to feed garbage, this, that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to respond. And it's trying to tell you something. So I believe that that's why I'm saying you yourself have to stop yourself. But you can't do it unless if you're feeding yourself garbage, 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 news, you can't fight against your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is very powerful. That amazing word because subconscious mind literally is everything. That's why they even say sometimes to reprogram your subconscious mind. Yes. Um, manifestations also while you sleep too. But that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But your yeah. subconscious mind really is the powerhouse of everything. Yeah. And that's crazy because if you can you can tell yourself, oh, I want to, I'm going to be this, I'm going to do that. If you don't believe it deep down. Yeah, yeah. And your subconscious mind actually takes in, and this is why it's so important. Your subconscious mind takes in everything, what you watch, what you eat who you're around, your conscious mind, yeah, that's just a joke. Your subconscious mind doesn't take jokes. No. It doesn't take jokes. So when you're like, oh, I'm so stupid. Your subconscious mind is, art. we're stupid. Yeah. Oh, I'm so smart. Oh, we're now we're smart. Oh, I'm stupid. Oh, we're stupid again. Mm -hmm. So your subconscious mind takes in everything. And that's one of the reasons why me personally, I'm very careful of what I say to myself and others yeah. and what I see. Your subconscious mind takes in everything. Not only does it take in everything, it manifests things. Exactly. Sometimes you're watching something, right? Let's say you you love something. You're constantly watching something. And the next thing you know, it kind of appears in your yes. life. It kind of appears in, in its own form. Your subconscious mind takes things and it manifests it into reality. Mm -hmm. So when you're focusing on the negative sometimes, that's when you notice your reality becomes yeah. negative. Without you even have to do anything. Yeah. When you're focused on the positive, that's when you notice that your reality ultimately becomes positive. Yeah. Whatever you focus on, whether you're aware of it or not, your subconscious mind literally never stops no, working. Never. never. Like you ever notice, let's say in real life, you're like, I don't like this person. I don't, I don't care about them. You have a dream about them. Mm -hmm. Your subconscious mind says different. Um, so that's really to say, like, we definitely have to be careful with what we intake with yes. ourselves, what we choose, because even though maybe something small, like even something like TV, yeah. our subconscious mind takes it. Like you guys ever noticed you could be around someone with a certain accent. All of a sudden you mimic their accent. Yes. And you're like. For example, um, it might be someone from here, whole families from New York they might have a little bit of that accent yeah. without even trying. Yeah. So your subconscious mind takes in everything. And I feel like that's why it's so important to make sure at least be aware of what you're doing. Choose whatever you're doing. What That's your choice, but at least be aware of it. You have to think. And you also, like when you want to have a good relationship with anybody, mm 
you can't be talking negative about that. Let's say people want a nice boyfriend relationship. Mm -hmm. If you talk bad about men or you talk bad about relationships, mm -hmm. that's what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. But if you talk about, hey, I would love a, um, a person that has these characteristics mm -hmm. and, it, and you believe it exists. Some people don't even think it exists. So if you don't believe in your subconscious mind, you think all oh, men cheat and all oh, men, the minute you think that way, that's what you're going to get mm -hmm. because you're attracting what you feel. It's what you feel mixed with your subconscious mind because people don't achieve anything because their subconscious mind tells them you can't do it mm -hmm. because somebody told you you can't do it mm -hmm. or the media told you because the media is what's ruling your life, mm -hmm. most of it, and other people. Mm -hmm. Because when you're born, do you think you can't do stuff? Yeah, they tell you, hey, you can't do that. You know, you have that dream? Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, people can't make that. Why don't you just take a job on the corner there mm -hmm. and work in the 7-Eleven? Mm -hmm. Because that's, your that's where you fit in and you'll make money mm -hmm. and you'll bring a paycheck home. Mm -hmm. That's what people are going to tell you. Mm -hmm. That's why it's good not to tell people anything. If you have something you think that you're going to do and you are you feel in your heart that you can do it and then you go consult with people, do you think I need to visit? Of course, the person, first of all, there's a lot of people that are jealous and they will tell you, no, you can't do it because they don't want the best for you. And secondly, there's people that really, really care about you and they feel that they, but they don't believe in you. They care about you, but their standards are their standards. They're not your standards. So they're going to tell you, you're not going to be able to make it. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to take that, put it in your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, you're limiting yourself because someone's limiting you. That's not your limitation. That's their limitation portrayed on you. Mm -hmm. So that's also a thing. Don't talk to people about things that much that are going to impact your life until you get it, the ball rolling or something, but because they're going to stop you from going forward. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And while you guys are saying this, you know, it leads me to the question because I'm looking at your books right now, actually, that's why I'm thinking about it. So while you're saying this, Miss Emma, how would you relate this to your books how you do your style of um, expression and how you take those limiting beliefs and change it into your own form. Um, well, the name of my book is A Tango to Life, which means a dance to life, which means that life is a dance. Life is dips, rises, turns, twists, and things will come at, at you in different forms and directions. So basically what you're doing is you're molding to the situation and you're bending. And what happens is, let's say, for instance, like we get hurricanes here in Florida. Mm -hmm. And why do break, the trees that don't break are the pliable trees, like the, those palms that are really tall, they sway with the wind. Mm -hmm. So in a storm, they're able to survive. But the trees that are rigid and they're stuck on the ground, the big heavy trees fall over. 
And I feel like that's like an analogy to the situation too. In life, you will have the dance of life. You will be given certain things to avoid. You're going to be given things that you have to, you're going to fall on the ground. You're going to rise. Someone's going to pull you up. You're going to twist. And that's the way you should approach things that happen to you. So the book is based on everyday life because everything I believe happens, but it's how you react and how you dance with the things that happen to you, whether you're going to keep dancing or not, because anything in life, you can think of it as a certain thing or another. I'm not saying that you're not going to suffer. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I'm not saying that things can't be a bummer. Things you wish things were different. I'm not saying that. I'm saying things are going to happen to you. And it's going to hurt sometimes. It's going to. But as you dance in this world, you have to know to adapt to things, how to maneuver. And that comes from things happening to you, which is the ironic part. Because things happen to you, you learn how to maneuver these things. You're not born dancing. You're born and things are going to teach you lessons in which you're going to know how to dance around or with. So as you live life, you learn, you try to keep going, and you try to think of things as a lesson if you can. When something is negative, think about it. Hey, what can I learn from this? It actually will make you better. Mm-hmm. And if it's positive, you enjoy it. But if it's negative, don't make it make you fall. Mm-hmm. Dance your tango. Dance it. You know what to do. Mm-hmm. Keep dancing. Keep being positive, And don't let life defeat you. Dance with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I talk too much about the same. No, 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 no. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, as I'm looking at the books, because I know you were talking about it previously and then each poems that go with it, Mm -hmm. I feel like each time it's, I feel like letting you know, like, hey, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like this may happen. That may happen. Like you said, um, um, the tango with life. Right. Mm -hmm. So this may happen that may happen but let's look at it more in a positive way and i see that even with the artwork in it and that artwork you created yourself right right because most books if you look at books they're sad if you look at a poetry book most of them are about sadness and they're not in color so everything in my book every single page even this when they told me i couldn't do this in color the dedication mm-hmm. I had them change their rules. Mm-hmm. I, I was in the computer designing it mm-hmm. with the uh, font that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Everything is in color, even the table of contents, everything. I don't think you've ever seen a book with color table of contents, no, no. but I, they wanted to do it in what I said, no, I like my color. Mm-hmm. So the color makes it happy. Even sad poems have color. Mm-hmm. Nothing, it does not have bright colors mm-hmm. because they're all meant to uh, still give you 
happiness, mm -hmm. even the sad ones, question marks, horror movie. This is Jordan driving. It's called the horror movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How much can we ask for? You know, anything that would come to my mind, I would just write it about. about. Mm -hmm. Once I just said to myself, what more can you ask for? Because something came out good. Mm -hmm. So then how much can we ask for? Mm -hmm. How much can we ask for? Is there a limit to our requests? Mm -hmm. And what is too much anyway? How can we compare it to the rest? Mm -hmm. I want to imagine right by the sea. He wants a plane so he can fly to Italy. They just want peace and tranquility. And she just wants fertility. How much can we ask for? Is there a scale to weigh our wants? Is there a judge that we can go to that we can ask if it's too much? How much can we ask for? Should we limit our requests? Or should the or is the universe open to anything? Should we put it to the test? It's just a little, you know, a thought. Mm -hmm. So there's thoughts in it. It's not just about life. It's about thoughts about life. You know, I am like a woman. Mm -hmm. I'm a weed picker, advisor, mentor, cook, driver, carpenter, hair stylist, chauffeur. It's just because when I did this painting, I didn't know what to do with it. I just did the painting. And then I said, that looks like a woman can part. She has a lot of layers. Mm -hmm. She's not just straight. Mm -hmm. You know, so the poem came after the actual painting. You know, and it's funny because everything is, is, Something that happened. Hurricane Jay. Mm -hmm. That's my son. When he makes a mess. Mm. Have you seen the path of Jay? It comes like a fierce hurricane, destroying everything in its path, giving others a heart attack. Have you had a little taste of Jordan or Hurricane Jay? Run away if he comes your way. He will leave everything in disarray. You know, like mm -hmm. things like this. Um, this is about every day I have to bring my body. Basically, it talks about uh, no matter what, you have to pick up your body from the floor and go. Yes. I woke up late. I woke up kind of late because at night I stayed, I stayed awake worrying about this and worrying about that, giving myself a heart attack, almost like Jordan's talking. This life is not an easy one. You have to wake up with the sun so you can feed yourself and those pretty little ones. I'm as tired as can be, so I bring this body with me. Like my soul is awake, but I have to drag my body up. See mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whether I'm sad or happy, because my future depends on me. Mm -hmm. I can't just stay here in bed today because I have bills I've got to pay. I just wish I, I could just lay, but I got these bills I've got to pay. So I pick my body up from the ground, and I turn this frown around, and I play the game I got to play because I got these bills I got to pay. Because I got these bills I gotta pay. Woke up this morning kind of late because last night I stayed awake worrying about this, worrying about that. I'm tired of living like a rat. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. And it kind of ties into what you were saying before. Yeah. When get it's up. like, no matter what, I have to get up. What am I gonna do? I have to pay the bills. I have to see my kids. I'm sorry. No, it's perfectly fine. No, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. And this was something, it's like, I remember this happened to me. I was like, thank God. It's called Don't Jinx Yourself. Don't jinx yourself claiming victory mm -hmm. of something you've overcome, thinking that the problem is done. For once you say the, the magical words, like, thank God the problem is done, 
something in the universe will punish you mm-hmm. and, and with something else to overcome. So keep your mouth shut or the jinx monster is going to eat you up. <laughs> I like that. You I know, like, that. like keep quiet. Like, that's funny. And then there's about God. This is like looking back. Mm-hmm. If I had to do it all over again, I would not leave out the pain for the pain was necessary to measure the pleasure. If I had more days, I would let them be instead of always fighting against the wind for the wind can sometimes be our friend. If I had more nights, I'd spend them in peace for half the worries were not real. If I had you now, I would love you more, praise your strengths and skip over your flaws for you were perfect to me. It's like, then there's funny things like this. The bush under your pits is cute. <laughs> really? In Europe, they wouldn't care. I guess I'm European when it comes to you. <laughs> like dumb things like that. And this is Panama. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this one here. The third one is actually my favorite one. Okay. Because it has a lot of new ones that are funny. Mm-hmm. I even have here my wedding. And this is dedicated to my father. Okay. My childhood secrets I told you. And then I signed it, Emita. That was my... They don't call me Emma in Panama. It's Emita. Even if at this... I have a niece that's Emma and she's much younger because she's my niece. Uh-huh. And they call her Emma, but uh-huh. they call me Emita. Okay. And that's how my dad used to call me too. Emita. Um, this is my grandmother with my sister, an old, old picture, mm-hmm. and I dedicated a page to her, so mm-hmm. I would have my family there. This is I went. This is a weird one behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. I was asleep. I don't know anything about pool. Mm-hmm. I have no idea mm-hmm. how this happened. I woke up at like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my phone. I took a piece of paper. I said, "Why did I put behind the eight ball?" I knew it was like a bad situation in pool. I didn't really understand, mm-hmm. but it just came to my head, mm-hmm. right? And then I drew this picture. It came out cute, you know? Mm-hmm. I was already behind the eight ball the day I saw you standing there. I don't know if it was your eyes or the curl of your hair. And my heart knew it just wasn't fair. I was already behind the eight ball the day I saw you standing there. I could have run away, but I chose to stay. Because your smile captured me, because you buckled my knee. And I spell, I smelled in your aroma, and I soaked in your smile, and I simmered in your presence, if only for a while. For I knew my days were numbered, and I knew it wasn't fair. I was already behind the eight ball the day I saw you standing there. It just came to me. I don't know why. I've never been behind no eight ball. I have no idea. You know? Mm-hmm. So, as you can see, there's all different stuff. That's Jordan right there. So, look um, at Jordan, how cute. Mm-hmm. Isn't he adorable? He is. Sure, I'm sorry. So, what would you say would be the difference between um, the previous book that you showed me and your third book right here? They're all the same to a certain extent because they're all, every single poem is different. Mm-hmm. The only thing is on the third book, I put a lot of my short ones, more of the right now, mm-hmm. even though I mix them all up. 
Mm -hmm. I had them all mixed around because I didn't want alphabetical order. Mm -hmm. So I basically mixed them all and they, wherever they landed, I just coordinated the colors. Okay. So I wouldn't have monotony with the colors. But a poem that I wrote a long time ago could have been in the third, but I had a few of them I liked in this one. You know, this is cute, but it's simple. Mm -hmm. I had just gotten my kitten and it just felt like writing it. There's kitten in the air. There's kitten in the air, yarns and little balls everywhere, little meows and lots of purrs, little whiskers, fluffy hair. There's kitten in the air, rambunctious little soul, running, jumping out of control, eating so cute from his little bowl. There's kitten in the air, you might as well say love. I would not trade this cuteness for the world, this little ball in my lap all curled. It just feels like, like a rhyme, a nursery thing, but it's, you know how many people love their kittens? That's true. <laughs> you know? And this one's cute. It's just not enough. Um, talking about just because someone grows up doesn't mean it's enough. Right? Mm -hmm. It's just not enough to bring them in to this world full of sin. We need to be their guide and help them develop from the inside. It's just not enough because they need so much more than you being tired when you walk through the door at the end of the day and don't have the patience to even hear what they have to say. Not enough at all, my friend, because teaching them does not end. When they become a certain age, they still need you in their lives, helping them learn, helping them strive. No es suficiente. The shit is gone. <laughs> this is when you clean your garage and you're happy. Okay, okay. So, what you want? So, what is that one about? About this one? Yeah. About I once cleaned my garage and I started singing a song because I saw the crap out there in the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. the sh and then I just started, the shit is gone. The shit is gone. All the fucking shit is gone. Can I say that? Oh, for sure. Okay. So, I just felt like singing it because it was such a relief to get rid of the shit. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm hmm. Got rid of all the crap, I feel like, okay, clean out the garage, got rid of all the crap, I feel like as light as can be, I can now take a nap. The shit is gone, the shit is gone, all the fucking shit is gone. Want to celebrate big, want to bring out the rum, want to pull out a towel, want to bask in the sun. The shit is gone, the shit is gone, all the fucking shit is gone. All the crap was weighing me down, now I'm as free as a silly clown. I felt like I was going to drown, but... The shit is gone. The shit is gone. All the fucking shit is gone. I need a bottle of Patron because between me and the shit, it's me that's one. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> and I started singing. It was just like, I'm so fucking happy it's gone. This is funny too. This could go for Jordan right now. Life goes on. Mm -hmm. But it's not for Jordan, but it's anybody. Yeah, it could definitely resonate with him or anyone. Feeling. That yeah. Life goes on. Mm -hmm. Just because you had a bad day doesn't mean the world will stop. Mm -hmm. The sun will still come up. The birds will still sing. Mm -hmm. And everyone will continue doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe the world will stop for you in the darkness of your room in a room. But outside the cars are honking and life is pumping. Life goes on no matter what. So get out of bed and wear your favorite hat. This is like a little, but of course it's not like really, it was it for anybody, mm -hmm. you know, about my dad. 
Was he born in Panama as well? He, no, he was born in New York. He's Jewish from New York. Okay. Yeah. And um, this is cute. I woke up one day also with this thought, would God forgive the devil? God forgives us all, the short and the tall, the black and the white, the dumb and the bright. Mm -hmm. But I always wondered, I always asked my mind, if God is so forgiving and if God is so kind, would he forgive the devil? Would he let him slide? That question burns in my mind. If the devil came to God, got on his knees, and, ask, and would ask God, please, 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 would God raise his hand and say, you're forgiven because you're a son of mine? We're all forgiven in this world. The young, the old, the weak, the bold, the black, the white, the dumb, the bright, the brave, the scared, the heavy, the light. But when it comes to the devil asking on his knees, and if the devil asks, please, 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 would God say, okay, and appease? God said he would forgive us all as long as we repent, as long as we ask for forgiveness. His forgiveness is heaven sent. No, she's actually talking about this. But when it comes to the devil, will he let him slide? Or will he say, sorry, you're not forgiven. Go back to hell, you slime. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, look at the little devil. So it's really just um, anything that goes on in your mind. Right? In my mind and in my life. Okay. And in anybody's life, a question they may have. Um, so when did you start writing these books? I didn't write the books till... Or, or until uh, recently, because I had a few old poems. Mm -hmm. The book was written pretty quick because I had old ones, mm -hmm. but I then I started writing like crazy every day. Every day I had a million thoughts. Boom, boom, boom. It just started flowing out. And I would just hear one word and it would, a poem comes out. Mm -hmm. Like my niece told me, not my niece, where does time go? This I wrote in two seconds. Tell me where time goes. Does it run away so fast that we cannot catch it? Or does it hop along like a silly rabbit? Or does it hide in the shadows of the trees? Or does it swing in the porch with the breeze? Mm -hmm. Where does time go to? Or disappear to? Does it go to some remote island and drink margaritas? Or does it take a trip to the moon and stay there forever? Or does, or does it just laugh in our faces while it takes off to all those places? Where does time go? I wish I could catch it and keep it prisoner so it can stand still for a moment, but it keeps going and going and it laughs in our faces while it takes off to all those places. Because things go fast. You don't know. I mean, you could, like, he was a baby. Now he's a man. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just weird. Mm -hmm. It's really strange how fast it goes. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how it goes that, like people used to tell me, no, he's gonna grow up fast. And I used to like get mad at that. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. And it happened. It really happened that quick. But the good thing is, is that as he's growing, you're growing with him. Yes, I feel so too. Because I was blessed that my son is all, oh my God, he's so much like me. It's scary. We're a lot. We're with our different opinions here, but he's a lot like me. And a lot, of, he's left-handed like me, he's creative. He likes to talk about things like this, mm -hmm. you know. He has that mm -hmm. side, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. You actually, you guys actually say the same things too. 
Yeah, I think we do. Like, we could be disagreeing on stuff right now. But at I the same time, not disagree, but different points of views that look I like women. I agreed with everything. Like, different spectrums, but he's a lot like me. He's much more like me than the other son. How is Ben like me? Ben is completely different than me. You're more creative and stuff. Okay. But um, yeah, everybody has their opinion. I mean, I'm sure there's things in Ben as well, you know. But um, the thing is, people change. Just because somebody is alike in a certain way, that's one thing that's weird in life. Like, people change. Mm -hmm. You could say, oh, this person's like this. You're putting them like they're going to stand still forever in that situation. But they're not. People mm -hmm. change and physically and mentally mm -hmm. and emotionally and spiritually. So you can't define a person. Thank you. That is so true. Yeah. Jordan, as we are closing, did you want to add anything to that? Mm. It's okay. No, bye bye. <laughs> yeah, what? No, bye. Okay. Well, um, if that concludes it all, Miss Emma, do you want to finish with anything that you just said? Is there anything that you want to let the people know? Anything that you want to give like a lasting impression on? Anything of that sort? Or um, I want to thank Ricky. She's very. Uh, I love the way she converses and. Uh, I enjoyed the podcast. I enjoyed talking, trying to get deep into things, you know, because usually you don't talk to people. Mm -hmm. So this gives me an opportunity to express myself mm -hmm. and talk to someone that's very intelligent that I can speak with. And it's fun, actually. Mm -hmm. It connects you. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. And um, hopefully we could do this some other time. Most definitely. It was a pleasure speaking to you both and not only was it just a pleasure like just talking to you guys but just seeing your relationship having you guys have that um discussion mm -hmm. that was everything to me because mm -hmm. as i close on this you guys were still able to do it so respectfully and say i hear you and i hear you mm -hmm. i'm speaking for this type of people i'm speaking for these mm -hmm. like and still be all like well we're still very similar we're yeah. still Everything about it, I really did love. I love the beauty of it. Oh, so that's sweet. Thank you. So um it helped me even learn a little bit more about my son because we were in this instead of watching TV or doing something, we're doing what people should be doing. Mm -hmm. If we want things to get better in life and we should with people that are the correct people. Mm -hmm. Because I don't believe in talking to people that are not on your side that spiritually can help you mm -hmm. you put your work you know your business publicly it could be bad for you mm -hmm. it's better to do it when you know the people that you're talking to are the real thing mm -hmm. that is you so feel true safe talking your business and your private things to people mm -hmm. that is so true that's mm -hmm. funny that you said that because that's actually like that's actually why i created this podcast for mm -hmm. like people to actually be able to like speak what's on their mind there's no wrong answer exactly. there's nothing that's oh that's too much to say that's yeah, you can be honest be honest so and i just want to thank my listeners like thank you to the people that support me thank you to the people that support the guests that i bring on thank you guys for just hearing us out and 
allowing this to actually be Rick's safe spot and not just the name. So with that being said, thank you guys greatly. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, a wonderful rest of your week, a wonderful year, and just much gratitude and blessings. Goodbye, you guys. I, I who have nothing